Alright, wall fans, welcome to yet another exciting edition of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, as always, Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to episode 13. Episode 13. Alright, we're going to get right into things. We're going to try to avoid some of the fluff this week. You know, we've been running a little over, and I'm trying to keep keep that down. So, here we go. Episode 13. Uh, let's get right into things, like I said. I do want some housekeeping notes. Uh, as I mentioned in the last couple episodes, I'm currently working with a new company, not a new company, they've been around for a while, new-to-me company called Cal's Game Night, uh, and as I've mentioned on many episodes in the past, my background is in live events, that's what I love, that's what I've, I mean, I love doing this too, <laughs> but that's kind of where I made my bones back in the day, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, so I'm, I'm kicking off that, some new stuff along those lines, and I just want everyone out there listening to know uh, that we're making a big push on this live event stuff, trying to host as many events as possible, get out into the world instead of just sitting here staring at a wall, talking to a wall. Uh, so keep an eye out for some big announcements with that. We're probably going to be launching, as if I needed like another page to maintain, uh, probably going to launch another page here shortly, just focusing on all that stuff. So keep an eye out for that. If, if you know, if, if you have some opportunities, especially in the Southern California area, uh, we're, we're really not nationwide just yet. I'm not really nationwide just yet. Uh, let me know um, because uh, we're putting it out there and uh, hopefully going to keep building on top of that like, like, like I am with Cal's Game Night. So keep an eye out. Big announcements coming hopefully soon. Um, and also, if you haven't checked out Cal's Game Night yet, check that out. They have a Facebook page. They have a website, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and you'll, you'll see all the testimonials from all the, the famous people who think Cal is awesome, think the company's awesome, um, and, and that's just the new venture that we're working on. Uh, so keep an eye out for some of that stuff. Also, I've been teasing for a long time, bringing in guests, and we, I still want to do this. We're, we're looking at possible crossover with Peas in a Podcast at some point here, uh, just because I know them personally. You know, they, I plug them, they plug me, it happens. Uh, so, so that's kind of in the hopper, but... It, I want to have relevant guests on. I know I've talked about this, and so I want to get some, this is that interactivity that I always talk about, you know, getting feedback from you guys, and, and I want to know kind of what you want to hear from guest-wise. You know, this isn't like random Joe Schmo off the street who's just going to talk about his dog for an hour. I'm, I'm looking at kind of anyone who's an expert in a given field. It doesn't have to be like your typical field. I'm not looking, you know, someone who's... I have to be someone who's super tech savvy and all this like Silicon Valley or whatever that is, um, but just interesting. So if there's someone out there that you want to hear more about, maybe you think would mesh well with the common sense theme of Go Tell It to the Wall, let me know. Hit me up on that Facebook page. Either just post it right there um, or send me a message. We get messages. I check the Facebook messages as much as I can. Um, but, but let me know. Let me know because I'm trying to really push that as well. Um, and as always, if you're not already on the Facebook page, it's Facebook, facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod, and that's literally at Tell the Wall Pod. If you don't know how Twitter works, it's got the little at symbol. Uh, but if you search Go Tell to the Wall on Twitter, you're going to find our Twitter account as well. Um, so if you're not already on those, get to it. And one more housekeeping thing. I'm, I'm trying to, always going back to the theme of common sense. And this is, you know, everything, I talk about things, you know, common sense is so subjective. And, and I realize that. We've talked about that previously. You know, what someone views as common sense, maybe I don't, and what I view as common sense, maybe they don't, or they think the common sense is basically the opposing side of it. Uh, but we're going to start adding in, like, blatant common sense things here. Uh, we're experiment. I'm experimenting with making it, like, an actual segment. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but I do have, like, a blatant common sense one for this week's episode, episode 13, appropriately enough. <laughs> with, you know, took, it only took, like, 14 episodes to do it. Uh, but we're, we're going to get into some of that too. So based on feedback, maybe we'll kind of make that a regular thing like this weekend common sense and this is like much less subjective common sense. You'll see what I'm talking about when we get to it. I've got a little part in our tech section here. Um, and, and really there's, <laughs> there's like no debate on the common sense with this one. Um, so we're going to look at doing like some of that too. Because I like the subjectivity of common sense, uh, but as I've been looking through content, you know, content, uh, I'm, I'm finding there's things that are just like, okay, you can't really argue with the common sense, common sensationality. Let's make that a word, common sensationality of that occurrence. Uh, we're, we just make up words all the time here at Go Tell It to the Wall. So keep an eye out for that as well. That's enough for housekeeping. We're going to get straight into things. Now, we always talk social stuff and social, like, 
every everything I like to talk about really anything that's socially relevant. Uh, but when I say like when I'm referring to the social section of the show of each episode, that's referring more to like social platforms, social media that just engrosses our life these days. Usually we I talk about funny stuff. This week, I, I just had this realization as I was putting the show together that, that this I had a couple topics and we're going to get into them right now that really aren't just, they're just not, it's not funny stuff. So there's going to be no funny stuff in the social section this week. I apologize if that's what you're looking for, like the funny hashtags to look for on Twitter. I still don't understand hashtags, but I talk about them because they're freaking everywhere. Uh, But I want to get a little serious right now with social media and with social platforms. So apparently there was an instance recently in New Jersey and there was two kids, one kid was, I, I think, 15, the other kid probably about the same age, a couple high school kids. They started getting into a fight in the middle of the street in New Jersey. And as they go on to tell the story, one of the kids said it was it was about a girl. So, you know, very typical. Everyone's been, you, you, either you've been there, you've seen it, like you're getting into it, it's ridiculous. I, I went to high school where, like, uh, fighting was like a sport, you know? They're like, oh, we're going to fight, you know? Very stereotypical, like, 80s movie, like, oh, fight, fight, fight. So I've been there, I understand. Um, and what happened was a bunch of these guys' friends and stuff were all around. And they all stood there and they started filming it, of course, because that's what people do these days. You see, you see an instance happening and you start filming it. So instead of trying to break up the fight over a girl at 15, you know, they're going to look back in in 10 years and be like, whoa, what was I doing? Because they're 15. This isn't your entire world. I hate to break it to you if you're out there listening and you're like 15, 16. Things are going to (laughs) change. You're going to grow up. You're going to become an adult. And and you're like that. That's so petty. The thing about fighting in the middle of the street over a girl like at 15, like, come on. So but the, the thing that really got me. Is everyone standing around just filming it, filming it, filming it? Well, along comes a guy. He's in his twenties, and, and steps in the middle of the fight, breaks it up. You know, the right thing to do, break it up, especially because it, this isn't this isn't a fight over anything important. You should you shouldn't fight over anything. Period. Let alone like like something so trivial in high school as, as like a girl or a guy. What you know, whatever it is. What you just shouldn't be doing it. So this guy steps in, and he he kind of gives a little lecture to the guys and then gives a little lecture to the crowd and says, all of you really should be stepping and doing what he's doing. And that's what really just hit me because I've talked about it in the past, you know, and, and, and if, if you don't remember, if you weren't listening at the time, there was an instance a couple years ago where these two kids must've been like 12, 13, these, you know, these two boys, um, I'm, I'm driving down the street, major street near, near where I live in, in Los Angeles. And, uh, and I see this homeless guy. He's, he's kind of walking down the road, and he's ranting and raving and talking to himself and yelling at cars and, you know, probably probably harmless. Um, but there's I look, and there's these two 12, 13-year-old boys, like, running after him, following him. Granted, they were giving him some space. I mean, we're talking, like, 5, 10 feet of space. Uh, but instead of staying away from him, you know, like, when I was a kid at that age, if I saw, like, I was, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. But because we live in this social media age, they've, they've got their phones out, and they're following him. They're chasing him, and they're taking video because that's what you do these days, apparently. And I know. You know, everyone's guilty of it. They, they simply are. But in this instance, here's a guy who, who had the guts to step in and point out, this is ridiculous. So he broke up the fight. He had the guys talk and he wouldn't leave unless until the kids shook hands. And that's really what should be happening in an instance like this instead of a bunch of kids standing around filming it with their phones, you know. And the guy even said, he's like, these aren't your friends right here. They're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. They're egging on this fight because it's entertaining and because they can post it to social media and get some hits. You know, maybe the, it's going to go viral. You know, it's ridiculous. This world we live in is even if it does go viral, you're, you're like you're cool for like a day. You know, maybe you stay cool in your high school, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. It, it fades. It all fades. What doesn't fade is, is integrity. And that's what we're missing now as a society, especially in this country. I'm sure it happens all around the world, you know, but I, I see this happening in the United States all the time because, you know, that's where I, where I see news. Um, and, and it's ridiculous what's happening here. Uh, so kudos to that guy that stepped in and broke this up and pointed out to everyone, like, how, how I don't even know how to, what to say. They're being bad human beings. They're being bad human beings. You know, we promote love on this show. And lifting others up. And that's not the way to do it. Laughing at someone and videoing their fight so that you can hopefully put it on a social platform and, and, and get some hits. Get some likes. You gotta get those views. You know? That's what it's all about. The views these days. Well, I hate to break it to you. 
But, it, you know, these 15-year-old kids standing, it's going to be rough when you're in your 20s and you got to have a real job. Trust me, I know. I know people that work in social media. I know people that, like, literally make their income. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know? I diversify myself. I do live events. Do all kinds of podcasts. You, oh, that's what you have to do. You know? We live in this society where these kids think that that's going to be their career. I'm going to run around. I'm going to film people. You know, TMZ's guilty of this too. That's all. They run their entire platform. They have a television show and a website. It's all about like scandalous stuff and people running around with cameras and catching people in a weird situation. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, like I said, kudos to that guy. But we all need to learn a lesson from this. And the next one. I'm going to talk social media wise is, is just even more disgusting. It's even more disgusting. If any of you listening have seen this news story, it happened in Chicago, um, Sunday or Monday. They're not sure it was late Sunday night, early Monday morning who, you know, uh, but what happened was this 15 year old girl went missing. She left her house to go to the store, went missing. Uh, it turns out she turned up on Facebook live being sexually assaulted, sexually assaulted on Facebook live. Now there are just all kinds of problems with this. Sexual assault is a, there's no excuse for it, obviously. It is the most disgusting thing, really, honestly, that I can think of. 15-year-old girl sexually assaulted. And then, on top of that, the people that were doing this put it on Facebook Live, which is just makes it all that much more disgusting. Well, the most disgusting thing about it, and this goes back to people just standing around, sitting around, it was viewed by dozens of people. Dozens of people were watching this live on Facebook and none of them called the authorities. What happened was her family got, a, got got word of it, found it, and they called the authorities. So of these dozens of people, none of them thought that this was a little weird that they're sitting there on Facebook watching a sexual assault. Think about that. Think about that. That's the world we live in. I almost dropped an F-bomb there. That's the world we live in where people think it's okay to sit there and watch that. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And that's why there's no funny stuff for the social media section this week. Uh, because we all need to take a step back, look at our lives, and think about what we're doing. How are we utilizing social media? You know? it's I realize it's all politics and stuff these days. But let's use it to lift people up. You know? And let's let's be smart about how we're using it. And how we're curating that content uh, to go on social media. Because there's just no excuse for it. Be a freaking human being. Be compassionate. Show some compassion for your fellow human beings. And that's what we've all lost. I Obviously, this has been happening since the beginning of time. Yes, there are disgusting people out there and everything else. But what happened, like, those dozens of people that were watching the Facebook Live, I mean, I think they're disgusting, but most likely, they're probably not that disgusting. Those kids all filming the fight in New Jersey, they're probably, they, like, they just don't realize what they're doing because that is what society has done is they've made this okay. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's not. It's not. Most people realize it's not okay. Some people don't. And those are the people that are doing this. Those kids chasing the homeless man down the street, they don't think. That's dangerous. What if that homeless man has a knife? You know? What if he really is crazy, schizophrenic, and just turns on you? But they don't think about that. They just don't. Those people watching that Facebook Live video, they don't think that that is a 15-year-old girl being violated and assaulted. And they watched it. They watched it. So, that's it for social this week. And I hope everyone can take a little something from that. And if you see these things happening in, in, in real time in your life, say something. It's that old stupid... I say stupid because it's not stupid. The only reason it's stupid is because it's everywhere. And it's like so typical. Um, so it's not that it's stupid. It's just so like overused. But see something, say something. You see something, say something. That doesn't make you a snitch. You know, let's all grow up. We're not, you know, we're not 16 trying to be all cool and, and that kind of stuff. You're, you're not a snitch. Just have some integrity because that's what we're lacking in this country is integrity in the world, really. But especially in this country, I'll tell you right now, we're, we're lacking it and we got to bring it back. We got to bring it back. So all you wall fans out there, I hope that you can get behind me on this because we're going to continue pushing for this because there's just no excuse. There's no excuse for this just blatant irresponsibility. On the part of all those people. So maybe next week we'll have some funny stuff. Because eh, social media is great for funny stuff too. But sometimes people just get freaking out of hand. And I can't. I, I just can't deal with it anymore. I can't. Sometimes I just want to bang my head against the wall. And I do sometimes. I'll be honest. No, I'm just kidding. All right. 
That's enough of that. That's enough. Let's get in a little bit of tech. Let's get in a little bit of tech because I got some fun stuff. I got some fun. We're tech heavy today. Tech heavy today. Uh, so I want to get into some of that. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, I mentioned last week on our previous episode that Apple was about to announce a new iPad. That's right. New iPad. They announced it. <coughs> and it turns out that we, you know, every everyone's seen Apple in the past like 10 years. They have these like big announcements. You know, Steve Jobs used to come out, big announcement. Now now Tim Cook comes out, big announcement. Look at how 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 magical this is. That's especially magical. It's so innovative and magical. That's what Apple loves to throw that term around. It's magic. No, it's freaking technology, Tim. It's not magic. It's technology. There's a difference. There's a difference. So let's stop with the magic stuff. Anyway, this iPad that came out, there was no big pomp and circumstance, no big orchestrated announcement. Uh, and the reason, there's a couple reasons behind this. And I, I was kind of like waiting for the announcement because I'm, I'm not a big Apple guy. Like I said, I've always, I like my iPad. I use it for certain things. I'm not a big Apple guy. I love my iPod uh, simply because I go to the gym. I'm a runner. I like to have it something small. So I like those things. But I'm, I'm not the big Apple fan who's like, oh, new MacBook. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I was kind of waiting just because I tracked the, you know, I'm always interested in new tech and stuff. Uh, so the new iPad, it's not actually new. I mean, it's new. It is a new iPad. But there's nothing new, innovative about it. They came out. They have simply labeled it iPad like they did originally when the iPad first came out 2007 or whatever it was. And what it is is it's essentially like the budget version of the iPad. So this thing's coming out at like $329. I think the new iPad Pro these days, like the minimum you're spending is like 600 bucks. So this one comes out at 329, uh, but it's actually thicker and, and and a little heavier than the previous iPad. Now, I I find this interesting in, in so many ways because Apple's always been like pushing things forward, pushing things forward, you know, that's what they do. Um, but apparently what's happening is the tablet market is down. Like, just nobody's selling tablets like they like they were, you know, five, seven years ago. Just And, and the reason being people, like, people have these gigantic phones, you know. There, there's, like, six-inch phones out there now. Like, personally, I have, a, I have one of the five-inch phones, the Galaxy S7 Edge, S, whatever the newest Edge thing is, um, until the Samsung makes their announcement later this week, and then I won't have the newest one anymore, uh, which is very difficult. I never have the freaking newest one. I just don't. Uh, but I found this I found this interesting. I did. Now it's really cool that you have a budget budget iPad being like three hundred and twenty nine dollars. It's still it's still a good chunk of change. Uh, but it was. It, I just found it interesting that Apple. It, it seems that they're kind of shifting things. They're kind of shifting things and 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 putting more behind like the iPhones and everything else. And the iPad has just become this kind of ancillary thing, which I totally totally understand uh, because it's there's simply just. You know, like like me right now, I'm sitting in front of a a big monitor, you know, and I've got my Surface plugged in. I've got my iPad is kind of peripheral here, just for extra stuff. Um, but really, I could survive without my iPad. I totally could. You know, you take away my Kindle, I'm, 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 that's gonna be a problem. Uh, but I can probably survive without my iPad, especially because I got a Surface. Like I can disconnect my Surface from my dock here, um, and and simply just you know, I've I've essentially got like a bigger iPad. That runs like a computer. It's amazing how it runs like. A, speaking of which, the Apple like I respect the Apple because they do things well, you know. And I get it if you like Apple and everything else. Um, apologies, I'm reaching over and, and setting something on the middle of my desk here. Um, but it's it's interesting this ad campaign they have. They're like, oh, App, iPad Pro, don't get PC viruses. That's that's how you don't get PC viruses is by having an iPad Pro. Well, yeah, it's not a PC. How are you going to get a PC virus if you don't have a PC? Then it's called an iPad? I, I don't even understand what their thinking is. It, it's almost like it's smoke and mirrors very much with Apple right now. Smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. They're like, oh, we put out this budget iPad, you know. It, it's this pay no attention to the man behind the cloth um, thing, you know. It, it really is. Um, but it, I found it interesting nonetheless. So we'll see what happens with the, the good old tablet market these days. Um, and on the note of Apple... And I don't understand how this isn't bigger news. I, I feel like this should be like on the news, you know, and I don't watch a ton of news, but it like I had to really dig to, to find this little bit of information. But apparently iCloud, I'm sure many of you out there use iCloud, 
you know, it, it's cloud storage. It's Apple's cloud storage. I don't personally use it. You know, I have one just because anyone with an Apple account, you got an iCloud account. Um, you know, so a lot of people use this cloud storage. Personally, I use Google Drive. I really just use it to keep documents like places. Um, and then I also, I like quadruple backup all my photos. You know, I've got like wedding photos, baby photos, all this kind of, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, so that's what I use it for. But I know a lot of people use iCloud for many of their files. I have a friend who uses like all kinds of different clouds because I asked him a couple years ago when I was trying to figure out like, well, what, what do I want to, you know, do I want to pay a couple extra bucks? And he just uses like four or five different ones. That's what he does. Um, and I think he kind of keeps all of his stuff there. Uh, but a lot of people use this iCloud. And what's happening is there's some hackers that have hacked into iCloud or Apple. I'm not a hacker. I don't understand how this works. They've hacked in and they've gotten a hold of iCloud, which means they're probably looking at all your, you know, cool little dog photos if you're keeping your dog photos in the iCloud. Um, whatever you might have in there. Hopefully no naked photos because <laughs> we all know what happens there. Actually, nothing happens there unless you're famous. Um, so nonetheless, what they're doing is they want 750000 from Apple. And if they don't get that by April 7th, they're going to delete millions of, I, of iCloud accounts and their storage. That's what they're going to do. Now, I, a couple of things I found interesting. First off, like I said, I don't understand how this isn't bigger news because I know there's a lot of people out there that use iCloud. So I don't really don't understand how this isn't bigger news. And the fact that hackers have gotten into like a, a part of Apple and everything else, one of the big technology companies in the world. Um, and then on top of that, they're only asking for 750000 <laughs> Like Apple makes a lot of money. Apple makes so much money. 750000 I mean, I would never do something like this, but I would at least ask for like a million. Like, come on. So I don't understand where the $750,000 comes from. Uh, but if you do have an iCloud account, make sure you're backed up because if Apple doesn't pay up by April 7th, you know, your iCloud account could be gone along with everything you have stored in there. Um, so you're going to lose all your cool photos of, of your plates of food and whatever else it is people take photos of these days. Um, no, I'm sure that you, you take photos of good things too. You, you don't want to lose. I mean, that's, you know, I, I back quadruple back up my photos, so I totally get it. Uh, but be aware of that. I really don't understand why it wasn't bigger news, but it's happening. Your iCloud account could be wiped. Uh, knowing Apple and and kind of all the technology at their hands, they'll probably figure it out. And I don't think anyone's going to lose it. They're probably not going to pay any money, blah, blah, blah. But interesting nonetheless. Um, all right. <laughs> Another note of iPhones. So here's that, here's that thing I, I teased at the top of the show. This is something that would go into the blatant common sense section. Like this week in inarguable common sense. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Inarguable common sense. And this is just, this is something that we can all get behind regardless of how you feel on about my views on other things, you know, medical marijuana, same sex marriage, all that stuff. Totally get it. This one we can all get behind regardless of your views on really anything else. And that is, uh, there was a man, 32 year old man who recently passed away. Now, like, I, I feel terrible. Anytime someone dies, I feel terrible. But the reason this is common sense is how he died. Now, apparently, he owned an iPhone. And his iPhone, I think, needed a little charge. And he wanted to take a bath. And he wanted to use his iPhone in the bath. So, he plugged in his iPhone, set it on his chest, and got into the bath. And then was electrocuted to death. You know, because electricity and water, they just, they don't mix. They don't mix. So if any of you out there listening are doing this at any other time, stop because you don't put electricity in water. We all learned that like pretty early on. I learned that pretty early on when I saw my mother's blow dryer sitting on the sink and there's a big warning thing on it. Electricity, electricity, don't put it in water. Don't put it in water. You know, don't, don't. And I, part of me gets this because we live in this world where everything's like waterproof and stuff. You know, I think like the new iPhone iPhone is water resistant at least. I don't know if you can dunk it underwater, but it, you know, it's water resistant nonetheless. But we also need to keep in mind that electrical cords, they're it's just simply like, no, no, you don't mix it with water. So don't just don't mix it with water. And there was a couple people, of course, that came out and said, iPhone needs to put a warning or Apple needs to put a warning on their iPhone that you should not put a charged iPhone or like a, a, a charging iPhone into water, which means that of course every other carrier is going to have to do the same thing because it's all the same stuff. They're going to have to do it. I, it just happened to be an iPhone that this guy electrocuted himself with. Um, so this week in common sense, don't put electricity in the bathtub. 
just don't. Just don't. And we live in this world, apparently, where we're going to have to put warning signs on everything electrical because people don't realize that electricity and water don't mix. They don't. There's just You're never going to get them to get along. I can promise you that. You know, not in a safe way, at least. I mean, they'll get along if you're trying to kill somebody. Um, so, you know, I do genuinely feel bad for the guy and his family. Uh, but this is common sense. This is common sense, people. So really just uh, uh, mm, uh, use common sense. That's all I can say. That's all, like, I don't even know. Um, all right. That's enough Apple. Another interesting thing I found in the tech world this week. Uh, Samsung's coming out with their announcement on the Galaxy S8. This is going to be their newest handset. Um, like I mentioned, I am a S7 Edge user. I, I, I had the S5. I've enjoyed Samsung. I'm an Android person. I like Samsung. I'm sure like the Pixel does a great job. I have a friend who has a Pixel. Like I understand it. I just happen to be a Samsung person. The thing I did find interesting about this that really like iPhone can't do and no other phones can do, and we're going to hit a point where this is the norm, they're actually making a special dock for it where you put your phone in it, and it's about the size of a hockey puck. So it fits in your pocket. Um, from what I was reading, it's about the size of a hockey puck. When it, when it finally comes out, this is all, you know, specs that are getting leaked when it comes out it could, this could very well be different the thing i did find interesting about it is you're going to be able to plug your s8 into it it'll have like just like the, the charging dock so it'll sit on there and then you can plug peripherals into it and it's essentially running like android which which i imagine would be similar to like a chromebook uh so it'd be the android os like a computer os essentially um and you can plug in a keyboard um, and you can plug it into a monitor. Now, obviously, like most phones, you can even just go wireless to a monitor. Like, we have a Chromecast at home, so I can go wireless to that. But this is just straight up, like, hooking into a monitor or TV, and you're going to just be able to plug everything in, like right there, speakers, you know, all that kind of stuff. I found this incredibly interesting uh, because we are reaching a point, like, it's funny because back in the early 2000s, like, late 90s, early 2000s when cell phones became the mainstream, they got real, 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 real small. You know, this is the joke. It's, it's been the joke for a long time. Uh, and then when smartphones came out, they got real, 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 real big. Now they're up to like seven inches. And in fact, in, in uh, South Korea, they use, a lot of people use cell phones that are like essentially tablets. They're like seven, eight inches big. Um, it was really amusing. My wife told me about this years ago when she went traveling there for work and, and people would be like on the subway and they're holding this giant thing up to their ear because it's just kind of the norm there. Um, so phones got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then computers, you know, started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, I, like I've mentioned many times, sitting in front of a Surface Pro right now, the, the computer got smaller. You know, they, they pumped everything into this little machine. Um, obviously, you're, you're sacrificing screen size and everything else. You know, that's why I plug into a bigger monitor when I need to. Uh, but it, it's just fascinating. And what's happening now is obviously the cell phones aren't getting smaller, but computers are. In fact, there's a couple companies working on like Windows computers that are like the size of a cell phone. You know, with a full keyboard, everything else. It's amazing what's coming out these days. And this is kind of the direction we're heading is just is not only the capabilities of all these things, but just becoming more all in one, more and more all in one. You know, there's a time when you had to carry like you carried your laptop, you carried a tablet, you carried your cell phone. Now, really, you can just get away. Like personally, I can just carry my Surface Pro. I'm probably going to need my phone. Uh, but I, I don't need to carry my iPad or my Android tablet or anything else. Like I said, you gotta, I gotta carry my Kindle cause I gotta read my books. Uh, but outside of that, like you don't need all these different devices that you did need 10 years ago. So I find it fascinating. And I think we're going to see more and more of this. I'm sure, like I've said before, you know, one company does one thing and the company does, you know, and they just up it, up it. It's, it's, it's amazing to live in this world where everyone's kind of constantly trying to one up each other, uh, from a technological standpoint. And I just think we're going to see more and more and more of this. So keep an eye out for that. It's called like Dex Docs. It's with an X. It's weird. That'll probably change by the time it comes out. Um, and I don't even know if they're going to announce it with the S8 because the S8 announcement is coming up this week, if I understand correctly. Um, or no, it's next week. It's next Tuesday. Uh, so keep an eye out for that as well. If you're a Samsung user, Android user, and just a tech fan in general, which I wouldn't say I'm a huge tech fan, but I do. I, I find these like trends interesting and kind of the different directions we head down, you know. Um, and and what's going to fail and what's going to succeed. You know, Google Glass was like 
all the rage for five minutes and now it's like why do we even have this i mean i hated it to begin with but a lot of people loved it and now it's like okay this is stupid um you know and and then there's kind of the in between with like the smart watches where they came out and everyone's like ah, i don't need this ah, i don't need this and then oh that's a little cooler oh now oh now it's real oh apple may- oh now we are now everyone's gonna have a smart watch because apple has it uh you know i guess that's what it takes tim cook parading around with some weird piece of technology and then everyone's got to do it um, yeah, so on the note of Google, one last thing on, on, in, on the tech section here, and I did find this interesting. I found a couple different things interesting of it. Uh, so Google has put out an update to Google Maps, and it, it, either they've put it out or it's coming up. I'm, I'm not sure. Nonetheless, there's an update to Google Maps that's going to allow you to temporarily share your location. Uh, so you can basically go in, and it's kind of like the dropping a pin thing, except that this, this like follows you. So let's say you're like, you're at a shopping mall. Not many shopping malls still exist, but let's just say you're at a shopping mall and, and some friends are coming to meet you. You can share your location with them and just be walking around the mall and they're going to kind of be able to follow, you know, where you are. And this is, this is fantastic for like parents with kids. Um, and I know there's all kinds of tracker apps out there and nobody wants to be like a helicopter parent. Sometimes it's really just a safety thing. Um, like let's say your kids are, you know, going away, you got teenagers and they're going on a weekend trip. Maybe it's a good thing to have, you know, as I totally see the appeal of that. Uh, the main thing for me was just kind of like if, if, if everyone's meeting in one, like here, let's all share our locations. And I, and I know there's been capabilities to an extent, like within Google plus, uh, but we're, we're getting more and more into like this, this sharing. So you can share it temporarily. You can just leave it on. You can even set it to share my location for two hours. Share my location for 15 minutes. Share my location for three days. Uh, you can literally tell it how long to share your location and, of course, who to share it with. And so you're telling Google Maps, like, okay, you can, I can share. I want to share my location with this person, this person, this person. So not the entire world's not going to be able to see your location, just the people you're sharing it with. And then you can cut it off at any time as well. So you can just be, like, sharing. Different, oh, I got to cut that off. You can cut it off. Um, and it is a fantastic. I, I like it personally. I think it's great. Uh, the thing I did find interesting about it is I was reading this article and it was like, oh, the pros and cons of it. And I was like, okay, there's got to be some downsides here. Um, and really the downsides that they kept pushing out all had to do with like jealous significant others. And they were like, well, this could be bad if you have a jealous boyfriend who wants to know, always know where you are and then you don't turn on your location. And and I just, <laughs> I, I had to shake my head. I was like, is this, so this is the con of it? It's going to be hard to be dishonest. I I just, I, it's going to be hard. It like, it's going to be, so here's the thing. I understand abusive relationships, but again, we all need to step back and be like, so this is the problem. This is something we have to think of is jealous boyfriends, jealous girlfriends and everything else. And then on top of that, why wouldn't you share your location? Like, what are you doing? I understand, you know, let's say you're going to buy, you know, if, if I was going to buy a gift for my wife and, and she saw a particular location I was at, she might be like, oh. I know what he's doing, you know. Okay, so I get that, uh, but it shouldn't be so much like, what do you, what do you, first of all, what are you scared of sharing, and then why do you have to be all up in like? I don't see that as a con for this technology. That's more of like a social con where maybe we need to look at that from another angle. You know, if someone's in a in an abusive relationship, they probably need help. They don't need to worry about, oh my god this feature of this app is going to make my, no, I mean, it is, that's fine. But maybe if you're thinking like that, you need some help. And if you have friends that are talking like that about something like this, use your brain, you know, use your common sense and say, yeah, you know what? That's not how relationships work. That's just not. Or why are you so concerned with hiding your location from, you know, from your significant other? Cause you're at a strip club all the time. Because you have a drinking problem, you're at the bar all the time, and you don't want him or her to know you're there. That was just, it was just very weird to me. Uh, so personally, I like the feature, but <laughs> I mean, if, don't get me wrong. If that existed when I was like, you know, 20 and 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 a little dishonest, then yeah, I mean, so this this could kill things for like the 16 to 20 year olds who. Um, but honestly, like I said earlier in the episode, life's gonna change a lot. You know, if you're 20 and this is like, get over it, get over it, and if you're a full-fledged adult, then you need to look at why this is a problem um, and examine that as opposed to like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do with, you know, it's just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Kind of the different perspectives on things. All right. So that's enough for tech. 
<sighs> I forgot. I didn't plug my beer this week as I take a sip of it. Uh, so as you all know, every week, got a different beer on the show. I am in no way endorsing any of these beers. Nobody pays me money to talk about them on the show. A lot of times it's either a beer I like or a new beer I found, whatever it might be. <laughs> and speaking of that, I have something coming up later in the show, speaking of beer, uh, that we're going to talk about briefly as well. Uh, but this week I am drinking Olympia beer. It's actually a lager. It is not very flavorful. It's enjoyable. It is more of, I, I what I tell people, it's a daytime drinking beer. It's a daytime drinking beer. It's like Takate, if you've had Takate. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but it's totally like a light daytime drinking beer. It's good. It's flavorful, but it's just kind of like, uh, okay, you know, I can drink like 10 of these and I'm not saying drink 10 of them. Don't drink 10 of them. I don't endorse drinking 10 beers ever, uh, because it's not good for you. It's just not, but it's, but it's a lighter beer. It's an enjoyable, just kind of lighter beer. You can have a couple of them and you know, you're not going to be tired or buzzed or, or anything like that. Uh, but I would recommend it if you're looking for like a daytime beer, like a party beer, and it, it's a little cheaper, obviously. You can get a 12-pack of this for about the maybe maybe a dollar or two more than you can, like a six-pack of, of Stone or any of those kind of popular microbrews. Uh, stone. <laughs> I'm laughing. You guys will understand why. As you get later in the show, you'll understand why I, keep, why I was laughing just then at Stone uh, and the fact that drinking beer. Yeah, so Olympia beer. Check it out. You can probably get it at your local supermarket. Uh, or maybe it's mainly an L.A. thing because they're so full of hipsters here and they got to put these hipster beers out there. Though. Oh, Olympia Lager. Oh, no one's heard of this. It's kind of like when Pabst became popular uh, years a few years ago. And it's like, I remember that when I was younger in the Midwest. No, 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 no. That was not a good beer. It just, no, what? No, stop acting like that's a good beer. Um, and nothing against Pabst, but like it just, it became, oh my gosh, Pabst, I'm drinking Pabst. Like, no, no, no grow up, you know, I don't walk around, I like to drink a lot of Tecate, and I don't walk around, oh, look at my Tecate, no, 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 I mean, I guess I don't do it with anything, but it's the, it's the, the hipster factor, I think, that has, that has brought Olympia to the forefront, because they've been around forever, uh, man, since 1896, y'all gotta do is read the can, so Olympia beer, check it out, if you live in a hipster area, if not, you probably gotta get by with, like, High Life or one of those for your cheap beer, not that there's anything wrong with High Life, if that's what you enjoy. All right, moving on. We got a little bit of sports ball. Just a little bit of sports ball. We've been really light on the sports ball lately, and I think that's because interesting things haven't been happening uh, outside of the the regular domestic abuse that we see in the NFL and and the criminals coming out of there. Um, there just hasn't been a lot. But there's a couple things that I want to get into. So there's a guy. If any of you out there follow college basketball, there's a player for the UCLA Bruins right now. His name is Lonzo Ball. B-A-L-L. Lonzo Ball. He's a big prospect. He's going to play one year in college, and he's going to be in the NBA next year and all this other stuff. Uh, he has two brothers that play in high school. Uh, one of them is a senior. One of them is a sophomore. They play in high school in Chino Hills, which is an area like southeast of L.A. Maybe just east. I don't know how south it is. It's it's east. It's out there. It's out there from where I live. I can tell you that right now. Um, it, it's out there. Uh, so they're from Chino Hills, which is great. It's just like... Basketball prodigies, totally, totally get it. I appreciate people who are dedicated to their craft, to their sport, whatever it might be. I appreciate that. Problem I'm having lately is they have a dad named Lavar, Lavar Ball, and he is one of these loud mouth sons of bitches that just never shuts up, never shuts up, to the point where he was coming out and he basically said his son. Lonzo that plays for UCLA is better than arguably I'm not going to get into names and details because we don't do that like stats and stuff arguably the best player in the NBA right now he's he was MVP the past two years MVP most valuable player like essentially voted the best player in the National Basketball Association the past two years and he came out and said his son is better than him and maybe he is maybe he is but we don't know need your loud mouth telling us that and that was one thing then it got even worse because even if you don't like sports ball, you've never watched sports ball in your life, you know who a certain gentleman named Michael Jordan is, right? You know who he is. Well, LeVar decided that to come out and say that he would, no, no, not, not that he would beat or compete with, that he would destroy Michael Jordan in a game of one-on-one, -on -one. would destroy, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time, I would destroy him. Now this LeVar Ball Played a little college basketball. He averaged two points a game over his career. Two, I think it was 2.2. 2. 
And in fact, while he was playing in college, he was averaging 2.2 points a game for his his college career. And at that same exact time, Michael Jordan was averaging something like 35 a game in the NBA, which is inarguably more competitive than the college game. It, it is. You know, it, there's that's no argument. Uh, so his loud mouth is spouting off about that. I'm sitting there going, okay, LeVar, this, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. And he's just ridiculous. If you, if you have a few minutes, look him up and, and see how ridiculously boisterous he is. Well, he finally, like, hit a point. Okay, that was like, okay, now he's just being loud. He finally hit a point where it was like, now you need to stop. And he came out, and he, he was talking on a podcast uh, the other day, and he was saying LeBron James. Again, if you don't you know, watch, watch sports at all, you probably know who LeBron James is. He's one of the most famous basketball players currently in the league right now. Uh, so he came out. LeBron James has a couple of sons. And he came out and he said, you know, my sons are going to be more equipped to play in the NBA because I'm their dad, because I wasn't that good. And he went on this whole tirade about how LeBron, specifically LeBron James's sons are not going to be as prepared for the NBA because of their father, because of how good he is and how famous he is. This is where I have a problem. You can be loud and boisterous and be honest to God. Like, fine, be an asshole. Be an asshole. Like, this this is a dude, like, I would never I would never want to talk to this guy. Like, I can tell. It's like, nah, dude, we, we ain't never hanging out. Like, I don't care. I don't care if your son's in the NBA. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't even want to interview you. Like, I just, no, we're good. We're good because you would just make me want to bang my head against the wall. But now on top of that, He's, he's like going after, and it's, it's not, he didn't do it in this mean way, but you don't need to bring up other people's kids. You just don't, you don't need to bring up other people's young children. LeBron's kids are like 12 and nine or something like that. And LeBron came out and he said, you know what? You can, you can talk about me, you know, whatever it is. Don't talk about my kids. Don't talk about my family. And he this, and I quote dad to dad. Now it's a problem. End quote. That's what he said. And I have to agree with him. I have to agree with him. You got this loud mouth asshole who can't shut his mouth. He like I think he's incapable of shutting his mouth or even speaking rationally. And he's talking about your kids? Talking about your kids. And then he had a response to it like earlier today. And he wasn't sorry. He wasn't sorry. He he thought I have every right. No, you don't. No, you don't, Lavar. You need to stop. You need to calm down. Let your kids play basketball. Let them show their talent on the court. They don't need your loud mouth helping them along. Because honestly, you ain't helping them. I don't care if you train them every day, all this other BS. Leave it alone. Let the kids play basketball. Let the kids be kids. And sure as hell, stay the hell out of other people's family lives. Because you don't know. That's none of your damn business. You don't know. So stop. Uh, so LeVar Ball, asshole of the week this week. I have a feeling he's going to be asshole of the week for the next few episodes because he doesn't seem to shut his mouth. Um, all right, so moving on from that, I got another sports ball story. This one I found funny, and all of you can appreciate that, again, even if you don't like sports ball. Uh, so there's a, a, a football player plays in the NFL named Tony Jefferson. He was a free agent this year. Free agent means, you know, you sign contracts with teams. And if you're a free agent, that means you have no contract. It means you can basically just field offers from every team. He had interest from a few different teams around the NFL. And offers from a few different teams around the NFL. So he had a decision to make. A decision to make. So what he did, there's this, there's this football game. It's like the most famous football video game. It's called Madden. They do a new one every year. It's named after John Madden, uh, who was a football coach, football announcer, um, now long retired. Uh, but this is video game. And in this, you can, like, there's a lot of customization you can do. Um, like, I think you can, you can trade players. I, I'm not a video gamer, so I don't understand. Um, but what he was able to do, because obviously he's like a player in the game uh, because he's an NFL football player. So what he was able to do is, was take his player and then change like the uniforms on it. So he's running through the uniforms from the few different teams uh, that that had offers to him and apparently made his decision to sign with the Baltimore Ravens based on the fact that he liked their uniforms. <laughs> Any of you out there that watch football, Baltimore Ravens, black and purple. Uh, but he said specifically because they have this uniform where it's black on black, black pants, black jerseys. And he said, oh, I love the black on black. I just see myself in the black on black. I'm excited to wear that uniform. And that's why he picked this team. In fact, took a little bit less money to join the Baltimore Ravens because like, and I say a little bit less in terms of professional athletes. He took about a million and a half less, 
1.5 million less to sign with the Baltimore Ravens because he liked this black on black uniform. Everyone has a right to make their own decisions. I totally get it. But seriously, dude, it's a uniform. It's a uniform. Like do you like it's a uniform. It's going to be stained and ripped and stuff by the end of the game anyway. And you're wearing it for 60 minutes on a on a on a on a football field. Like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm guilty. Of, like, I'm like, man, those uniforms look cool, you know. But that's about where it goes. <laughs> like, I don't go out and buy the jersey, you know. I don't. I'm not like I got. I got a weird uniform. Um, and then the best part about all of that was, the NFL. Every professional team they have multiple different, like a few different jerseys. And NFL teams play 16 games a year, so this black on black, like black pants, black jersey, is kind of like an alternate for the Baltimore Ravens, and they actually wear it once a year. So he's essentially paying 1.5 million paying and I say that because he lost out on 1.5 million dollars. He's essentially paying 1.5 million dollars. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. To wear this black on black uniform once a year. <laughs> so it's 1.5 million dollars. I, I, I can't. And he's going to wear it once a year. Now, like I said, Tony Jefferson, make your own decisions. It's your decision to make. But I'll tell you, I would take the money. I would take the money. I go out. I one point five million dollars. One point five million dollars on top of the millions he's gonna be. Honestly, you could give me one point five million dollars right now. I put on a baby diaper and like the New Year's baby outfit, like full on with bottle and everything else, and go stand out on a football field for an hour. And you just got to give me the one point five. So, but this guy's got to look cool. He's got to look cool. And, uh, you know, like I said, more, do, do what you want. Do what you want. I think it's weird. I think it's weird. I'm curious what you guys think, too. Would you make a decision just, like, based on the uniform? I just don't get it. I don't get it. All right. So th that's it for sports ball. Now, I do have one thing I want to go back to. Actually, we're going to finish off with that because I skipped over something, and I, want, I was putting it toward the end of the show. Um, I teased a little bit stone brewing. As I'm laughing with my beer, I'm taking a sip of my beer, which luckily is not this particular batch of stone that I'm about to tell you about. Stone Brewery is in San Diego. They started in San Diego. They're still there. And I love stone. I actually grew up with stone. My father uh, was a financial advisor for one of the founders of stone back when stone wasn't even stone. Like they were just this little brewer, like, you know, and he used to bring home bottles like unlabeled. They didn't have labels. And it was like oh, from stone, you know. Uh, so I literally grew up with stone, like drinking it as a teenager. You know, I, I don't condone drinking as a teenager. Don't do it. Uh, but luckily my parents uh, were pretty good about that. I was able to you know, have beer here and there as a teenager. So I literally grew up with it. Uh, but they came out with a new batch of beer and they're calling it toilet to tap sewer beer. I'm going to say that again. Toilet to tap sewer beer. That's right. Apparently in San Diego, there is a uh, recycled sewage water plant. And what they do is they take sewage water. So, you know, like when you pee in the toilet or do other things in the toilet and then flush it, that goes down to the sewer. And that's sewage water. Well, in San Diego, they have this place where they take that water and they purify it and they make it drinkable. Right there, you lost me because there's not, there's not enough you can do to pee water. To make me drink it. It's just not enough. I don't care if you're telling, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, no. So Stone got a hold of some of this water and they made batches of beer with it. Batches of beer with this recycled sewage water. Recycled pee and poop water. Just think about that for a sec. I don't care if it's recycled. It's pee and poop water. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, and apparently the mayor of San Diego drank it on live TV. He said it was very good. I'm sure it tastes, I'm sure it tastes very good, but again, like it, it's sewage, it's sewage water. There's personally, and I realize I have OCD, but I feel like I'm not alone in this. I have obsessive compulsive disorder and I ain't touching it, but I feel like even your average person is not going to touch it. I mean, I guess good on the mayor of San Diego for doing it. Um, and I'm all for saving water. I'm all for saving water live in Los Angeles, state of California is finally, finally kind of coming out of a drought. We've been in a drought for, for quite a while right now. We are in need of water. I'm all for saving water. Personally, I would just rather not drink beer. If you were to say, 
you can have the sewage beer or no beer. No beer, please. No beer. I'm good. I don't need the pee and poop beer. I'm, I'm good. I just, I don't need it. Uh, so that's, that's happening. That's happening. So if you're interested in pee and poop beer, I'm sure you can find that. This is probably a limited run. Uh, but I'm also curious what you guys think. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on the Twitter at TellTheWallPod or Facebook.com slash wall because I'm curious how many people out there would actually like drink this beer. Like, would you? You know? Or even if you're like, well, I don't drink beer anyway, but like pretend it's, I don't have, like some, would you drink re- just even just this recycled water? Would you drink it? Like I said, I'm all for saving water, but I like, I would have to be dying in the middle of the desert to drink that water. Like that, that's what it would take. And I'd probably just drink my own pee first because at least like I know where it's been. I know it's okay. Like I wouldn't want to do that, but okay. Like at least this is mine. It's not like the city of San Diego's, the entire population pooling together and then being recycled in a plant. Um, It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I don't get it. I just don't get it. All right. We've got a little, we've got a little bit of time left. A little bit, little bit of time left. So I found an interesting article. We're gonna we're we're gonna be a little funny here for maybe for a minute. I found this interesting article, and there's all these articles out there, like all over the place. I totally get it, um, and and you know some of them are funny, and some of them are like I I read things and I'm like, oh, that is a cool little life hack, or like, oh, I never knew that about the Wendy's logo, like whatever it might be. So here's one, and I'm sure, and this the funny thing is, this is on BusinessInsider.com, Business Insider. So you already know this is going to be gold. Uh, but what it was, and I'm sure some of these are very useful. So I'm going to caveat it with that. I'm sure some of these are very useful. But the headline on this, and this is the reason I clicked it, was I was like, oh, okay, well, tell me about this. It's 14 apps, 14 apps every modern gentleman should have on his phone. <laughs> I've read articles where they're like, must have apps. And I read them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see. The reason this one got me, every modern gentleman and I clicked on it because I wanted to see, like, oh, am I a gentleman? I'll tell you right now, I am not. I am not. Uh, because apparently Business Insider's definition of a gentleman is is kind of a self-righteous, little bit douchey guy. It is. I don't want to run through a couple of these. I'm pulling it up on my Surface Pro here. Uh, so the first one they list, and I'm not going to go through all 14 of these. We're just, I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to go through some of the funny ones. So the first one they list is Distiller. Distiller. That's, this is an app to tell you what whiskey you should drink. And then they have, they have now expanded, and they will tell you what vodka, brandy, rum, tequila, or mezcal you should drink. Because I need my phone to tell me what alcohol I should drink. And if I don't have my phone telling me what alcohol to drink, I am definitely not a gentleman. That's right. So if I'm not looking at distiller for to tell me what I need to drink, I'm not a gentleman. So I don't care if I'm a gentleman. And the funny thing is the next one, here's what kills me. So distiller, we're going to tell you how to drink. The next app they list right after that is Hotel Tonight. Because you never know when you're going to need a place to stay right away. Are you catching on here? So this is for like the bachelor gentleman or the married gentleman who prefers to have affairs. Because I realize sometimes you need a hotel. I've been snowed in places. Sometimes you need a hotel. Uh, but we're going to list that right under distiller. That's what they did. Right under distiller. Um, yeah, that's not gentlemanly. It's not gentlemanly. Um, and then there's a couple others on here. They're like, well, don't play Candy Crush. Play New York Times crossword because that's the only way to stimulate your brain. Well, maybe don't just don't play any games. <laughs> Like, and, and I'm sure there's nothing wrong with the crossword. I'm sure Distiller is a perfectly fine app. Just personally, I don't like, I just realizing I'm not a gentleman because I'm not playing, you know, New York Times crossword. Next one is Weber Grills, which I love Weber Grills. I, I, I own, I've owned many Webers over the years. I still own a Weber um, in addition to my behemoth of a, of a grill that's also outside. Weber doesn't make the crazy big grills, uh, but it's to tell you how to grill. Okay. So apparently to be a gentleman, you have to have an app that tells you how to grill. Then there's like a news app. I mean, come on. There's so so many. But, you know, if distiller wasn't enough, Delectable Wines is also a a necessary app on the gentleman's phone. Uh, And also, if you weren't getting drunk enough off those things, Cocktails Made Easy. 
So apparently to be a gentleman, you, you just need to drink a bunch, play the New York Times crossword, and be able to get a hotel at the drop of a hat. You know, because those are the important things. You know. I just, I don't get it. I read this and I was like, oh, and the other one my favorite was Urban Daddy. Now, I got to tell you, if I saw Urban Daddy, like in the app store, I would just have no interest in it because I'd be like, okay, I power to you. If that's what you need, you need Urban Daddy. Uh, but no, I, I don't need it. But apparently it's a concierge service. Tells you where to go. Tells you where to eat and all sorts of Like, come on, come on. Just, that's enough of this. This is how I know I'm not a gentleman. I, I really knew before I read this article, uh, but their definition of a gentleman is just kind of like a douchey dude who drinks and needs an app to tell him what to eat and needs a hotel at the drop of a hat. That's a, Apparently, that's what gentlemen do. Uh, so if you're out there listening and you consider yourself a gentleman, you need these apps. Check it out. I'm not even going to share this on the Facebook page or anything because this is just stupid. I'm so done with this stuff. In fact, that's that's enough. I, that just put me over the top. We're off the rails now. We're talking about the, the apps that gentlemen, 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 finger quotes, gentlemen should have on their phone. And yeah, I guess this is common sense. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore, wall fans. It's the world we live in. And I'm just not a gentleman. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I can be a gentleman. Probably not. Probably not going to happen anytime soon. All right, I want to tease a couple things for the next episode. We're going to talk about a little bit about, uh, like, they had this little day recently, like Women's Appreciation Day. It was fantastic. We're going to talk about it a little uh, because I got to tell you, I'm seeing I'm seeing some backlash here, and and I want to give a male perspective on why women can have their own goddamn day. And men don't need their own goddamn day. And we're going to talk about that. Because I'm seeing some backlash on this. And this anti-feminism and all this other stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about why feminism is important. And why there's a difference between being a woman and a man. Because there is. Unfortunately, there is. And I'm not just talking about private parts here. I'm not. I'm talking about what women have to deal with compared to what men have to deal with. I just am. And I'm seeing so much stuff that's driving me nuts lately that we're going to talk about it on the next show. Because common sense, man. Common sense, wall fans. Common sense. That's what we do on this show. Um, and sometimes people need to understand why things like anti-feminism is ridiculous. Why movements like All Lives Matter is ridiculous. You know, when you haven't systematically been just beat down for decades, you don't need a day. You don't need a movement. You don't. Because the awareness is there. Your life's pretty freaking good. We're aware of that. Not everyone's aware that life's not that great for a lot of women in the world. Life's not that great for a lot of minorities in the world. It's just not. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that and the backlash and what people think is okay. You know, especially with women because I saw something the other day. They're like, oh, this, you know, as, as far as like the date rape culture and, and women getting too drunk and they're like, oh, maybe it was something I was reading. Oh, maybe women will read this and realize they shouldn't get too drunk at parties. And it's like, that's not the freaking point. It's not the point. Men should read it and realize what consent is. Because just because a woman's drunk doesn't mean you get to sleep with her. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Because apparently people need to learn about that. They need to learn why women should have equal rights and why they deserve a freaking day. And why it's not okay to take a drunk girl home and take advantage of her. And why Black Lives Matter is a movement that's needed. Because they've been freaking systematically beat down for decades. Decades. Decades upon decades. So if you're not aware of that, it's common sense. This is one of those subjective common sense. Maybe you think, you know, white people have been persecuted for a long time. I know those people are out there. I know they're out there. Probably voted for... No, I'm not even going to... Nope. Nope. Love and lifting people up, but we are going to talk about that in the next episode. I'm teasing it right now. I'm even making a note, so I remember to freaking do this little notes here. All right. That's enough for this week. That's right. Thank you for joining us, Wall fans. I think we're a little all over the place this week. Nonetheless... As always, I appreciate all of you listening. If this was your first time, thanks for 
for joining us, downloading, listening. If you've been here a long time, thanks for sticking with us. I, you know, it's funny. I, like people used to say, I'm going to start at episode, z- well, episode, the first episode is episode zero for Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, but my brother-in-law, Dante, brought up a good fact. He's like, no, tell him to go to the most recent episode. And to an extent, that's probably correct because things get moving. Things get working. We find a voice, whatever that might voice might be, you know, common sense, uh, yelling at a wall, whatever that might be. I'm just coming up with, you know, my voice, I guess. Uh, so thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, thanks for sticking around. If you've been here from the beginning or halfway through, whatever it might have been, uh, don't forget to follow us or like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Please give my associates something to do. You know, I got to keep them busy. I got people working on things here in the background and sometimes it's just not busy enough for them. So send us some questions. Let me know how bad the show sucked this <laughs> this week. Let me know how great it was. Whatever it might be. I want to hear from you. Uh, so again, that's facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, on Twitter, we I don't use the Twitter as much as I should, but if we start getting more traction on there, Darshan, I know you're out there, uh, then maybe we will use it more. It's really just me responding to a couple of fans, Darshan being one of them, who happens to be one of the bigger fans of go tell it to the wall. I will give her that credit um it's just it's just a fact uh so if if we get more traction on there and and there's more interactivity then we'll use that a little more but right now kind of the facebook page is is the main one uh but nonetheless i do check twitter Uh, i've got people working behind the scenes keeping an eye on twitter you know that's what we do um so hit us up on there at tell the wall pod as well um and of course if you search go tell it to the wall on youtube you will see there's not a lot of content up there but there is a channel nonetheless uh, so check it out. We're going to be populating content on there. Um, and as I mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, you know, keep keep an ear out for for new announcements, new things happening in the in the live event world uh, for my, myself specifically, uh, but maybe for Go Tell to the Wall as well. Uh, so again, thank you all for listening. This has been episode thirteen. We're now 14 episodes in, so thank you for listening to this week's episode of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. As always. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next week, remember, wall fans, always use common sense.